give the Lord a hand praise. If you intend to hold on, come on, praise him like you intend to hold on. I have a few scriptures tonight, but I'd like you to turn with me to Psalms 88. Thank God for the water baptism in his name, the Holy Ghost, for the evidence of speaking in tongue. As the Spirit of God give utterance and for abiding steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. And I thank God I am a believer. I am a believer. And we thank God for what he is about to do. Thank God for our board of bishops, our presiding bishops, senior bishops, and all of the other bishops. And uh, thank God for Sister Coward in our absence tonight. Amen. Stand with me. I'll read this one text and then I will read the other ones as we're going. Psalms 88 and 15. I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up while I suffer thy terrors. And the last three words is what I'm going to talk about. I am distracted. I am distracted. You may be seated. I want to talk about spiritual distractions and things, people, and situations that are in our life that really distract us from being our full selves and really walking into our full potential of what God wants us to do and even uh, natural things. Now all of us in here tonight are familiar with either a particular person, maybe even a, a particular sin or a particular habit or something that we constantly have to deal with. You know, since you've been saved, uh, you've been in the church, uh, there is this one thing or this one issue that continues to keep circling around. It may be the thing that you're always confessing about, the thing that you're always praying about, the thing that you always fall you find yourself in. For most people, it is sexual. Uh, for some, it is drug addictions. And for some, it is a family member in particular. Sometimes there's one person or one or two people that seem to be able, and I want you all to listen to me now, that seem to be able to be the one that can push your buttons or the one that you always have to go back, ask God to forgive you because they did this. And you seem to can't, you can't get over them. You just seem to can't, can't, whatever it is, you always find yourself right back in that same pit that you are trying to get over. Or that one sin that you're trying to battle to overcome. Uh, there's a strategy that Israel had when they were fighting. Um, and when they were fighting, one of the things that they would do is they would dig pits. 
as a defense. And especially when they were outnumbered and could not beat the people, they do they they, they dig a they dig a pit, and once they dig that pit, they cover it with a net. And then they would put leaves on it and bushes on it to make it look just like it was a part of the normal ground, but underneath there was a big hole. And a lot of times they had muck and miry underneath it, and you you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't get yourself out of these pits. They were thick marsh, and they called it the miry clay. And sometimes saints talk about that, the miry clay. And they wouldn't go back and kill those people. They just let them stay there, and they couldn't get out, and they would deteriorate and just die in those pits and just rot to death because they couldn't get out of the pits. At night, the mosquitoes and things would come in and eat them out because they were still alive but couldn't get out. There's a lot of people who can't get out of certain grips that family members have done. You, you, 20 years and you're still struggling with it. 10 years and you're still battling. You, every time you think you're over what they've done, you keep finding yourself in the same emotional pit, feeling the same way by that particular person or incident. You're in a pit. If you can't, if you can't climb out of it, and get over it after a year, two years, 20 years, 30 years. You, the, you, now, see, what happens is in these pits, they were tricky because you could climb up and slide back down. Climb up and slide back down. Just as soon as some of y'all think y'all over your childhood, and you slide back in. You're in a pit. And if you don't get out of it emotionally and mentally, you're going to rot to death. Addictions, habits, fornications, adulteries, drugs, drinking, whatever it is, they're, they're familiar. How many of y'all can relate to trying to get out of a, a pit? Let me see your hand. Amen. Songs 28. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent unto me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go into the pit. Now, David is saying, unto O Lord will I cry, O my Lord, my rock, be not silent to me. Uh, 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 David is describing himself in the pit, and one of the only way, the only way, to get out of these pits because you couldn't get out of yourself. You'd have to cry loud enough hoping that one of your individuals would come and deliver you. Hallelujah. And what they would do, they would have to get you out of the pit. The pit was so deep, they would have to take rocks and throw them down. Hopefully that I can use one of those rocks to get on. So that's why David says, Unto thee, O Lord, will I cry, Lord, my rock, be not silent to me, lest if thou, my rock, be not silent, if thou be silent to me, I become like unto them that go down into the pit. So he said, I'm crying to you because I need a way out of this pit. I need somebody to throw a rock down here. 
something that I can climb up on. And a dangerous part in these pits was when it rains. When it would rain, rain long, long, long nights, and the pits start to fill up. Water's coming in. Amen. That's what David meant when he said, when my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. When the water's in the pit about to come to my neck, let me get a rock that I can pull up on so that I won't become overwhelmed. He used that because mentally sometimes the thing that's going on in our mind, they can overwhelm us. They can come to the point they flood our mind, almost drown us out mentally, make us run crazy. But give me something I can pull myself up so that the pressures of life and the stress that I'm going through won't drown me mentally, run me crazy. These are comparisons that he gives. In Psalms 35 and 7, y'all bear with me a while here. This is what revival is about. And we come every year for revivals. But the Lord said somebody need a reviving in their mind. And that they can finally get out of this pit that the devil have them in. The pit of depression, the pit of heaviness, the pit of habit. Amen. Songs 35 and 7. For without cause they hid for me their net. You remember I told you how they covered the net? They hid it in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. So David used that psychological pit and compared that to that natural pit. He said, they laid a pit for me, and they put a net over it. I mean, it looked like it was all nice, but I stepped on it, and I went down and haven't been able to climb out since. What is it, and who is it, and what situation is it that you've done everything you can to try to climb out? You know it's not right, but you can't get out. You know you need to get over them and what they've done, but you can't get out. Every time you turn around, they do something or something happens to put you right back. And, 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 and often, we go through these periods of time where we feel good, I've overcome it. It's been six months, it's been three months, it's been a year, I'm doing good. And just when you think you're out, they do something or something happened or your flesh cut up or something in your mind or you see something and you find yourself back in that condition. Back to the bottom of the pit. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the pit, but I also want to talk about how to get out of it. Psalms 4 and 2. He brought me out. Let, let, me get, let me get 4 and 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up, out, also out of a horrible pit, out of the mire clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my going. He brought me out of a horrible pit. Anybody in a horrible pit, a slump, 
David said he brought me out of it. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Only one way to get out of it. I need somebody from the outside to bring me up. Now these pits were called often snares. And they were snares because unlike other weapons, they didn't kill you. They just tangled you up. And you couldn't get out of it and you slowly die. There were snares that you could get entangled in. Uh, Sometimes weeds, bushes and traps. Sometimes they even had it set that you could walk up and, and, and some way they might have had a limb that was tied to a tree. And when you walk into that limb, it snapped and you're hanging from the top. You know, this is actually what happened to Absalom. Absalom, David's son that was hanging from the tree, he got caught in one of those snares that caught his head and he was hanging. Sometimes we're in the church, but we're in a snare. I can't move no forward. I can't get out of this. I can't go to the left. I can't go to the right. I'm just stuck in this spiritual place, trapped, can't get out. Are y'all with me, saints? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. <laughs> Lift them up and say hallelujah. <laughs> Songs 9 and 1 and 3. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. Now, uh, David is talking about the snare of the fowler and the noise and pestilence because what he's saying is if you were in one of those snares, whether it was the pit or you were hanging from the tree, when nighttime comes, Pestilence, flies, bees, bugs, mosquitoes that sit there all night in the pits. Because you can't do nothing. And you're not, you, see, you, you and I wouldn't be able to understand this because we've never been there. But you can't understand being in a pit for three or four days. Not having the restroom facility to use. And nothing to eat. Bugs beating you all night. That's the kind of warning that David was in. He said, but surely he's going to deliver me out of this pit. Hallelujah. And, and David puts that in because now you got to deal with the psychological aspect because you're calling for help, but at the same time you're calling for help. Your enemies here. And many times the enemies would sit around in the bushes and here you calling for help and wait till your help come and to destroy them. So David said, I don't want to call my friends. I don't want to call them because I will put them in danger. But in this pit, I cried unto the Lord. I couldn't cry to nobody else because I didn't want to put them in danger. But I cried unto the Lord out of the pit. And so they would come round and wonder, who is David calling on? He said, Lord, help me. And he delivered me. Speaks of time that David was in the, the pit and mysteriously tree limbs fell in. The time that David was in the pits, somebody said hallelujah. Hallelujah, y'all with me? And God allowed him to climb out and to pull out, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. 
But the, 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 the power to come out was looking to an external position and knowing that I'm not able to do this by myself. Hallelujah. I need somebody that's in something that you've been asking God to give you victory over to lift your hands up unto the Lord and tell the Lord, I need you to get me out of this pit. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Hallelujah. If, if you ain't dealing with nothing and you ain't had nothing to deal with, no emotional pit, no spiritual pit, no family pit, that's fine. But if you're here and you need God to help you because you don't want to stay in that place that you're in. It could be the, uh, the pit of fornication, the pit of attitude, the pit of depression, the pit of heaviness. I don't want to stay here, Lord. Deliver me. Can somebody open your mouth and say, Lord, deliver me. Come on, open your mouth like you mean and say, Lord, deliver me. I don't want to slide down anymore. I'm, I'm tired of going up and coming back to the same place. Thinking that I'm over it and falling back to the same place. Thinking that I got victory over it and find myself to the same place. Lord, deliver me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometime, and I want to say this, and I've seen this a lot, Sometime in the church, and I'm going to go over different aspects of this. Sometime in the church, the biggest issues with people trying to be saved is their family. And people that are close. And even in marriages. Now be careful who you marry. Some of you all, the biggest problem spiritually that you have is that person you married to. God don't set up and tell you who and who not to marry. He don't do that. But the devil will. The devil will hook you up. Especially if he knows that you have a purpose. I want you to look with me at a match made by the devil. When David talked about his snares, he's not only talking about the snares of enemies, but he was ensnared in a marriage that was set up by his father-in-law. Right. Give me first Samuel 18 and 8. All right, read it. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. Saul, let's go up. 
to verse 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him. David went out wherever Saul sent him. And behaved himself wisely. Behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. Uh-huh. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people. Uh-huh. And also in the sight of Saul's servants. Yes. And it came to pass as they came. When David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, mm-hmm. that the women uh, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing Listen. to, to uh, meet King Saul. Yes, with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. Yes, the the women answered one another as they played and said, "Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands." And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day forward. Saul eyed David from that day forward. And it came to pass. What verse you on? Verse 10. Uh On the morrow, that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul And he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hand as at other times. And there was a javelin in Saul's hand. Uh And Saul cast the javelin for him. Now the devil in Saul didn't like the ministry that David had. And so his attempt was to kill him. But he couldn't kill him. And there's some of you all got ministry that the devil can't kill. You have purpose that the devil can't kill. And he has tried to use family members to kill it. The devil, Saul's father-in-law wanted him dead, but God wouldn't let him kill him. So when the devil can't kill you, he has to get a strategy to keep you from doing what you're doing. So he can't kill you, but I'll tie you up with so much of hate that you're too bitter to minister. He can't kill you, but I'll tie you up with such a habit or a condition that even if you want to, you feel so bad about your state that you can't. So he, 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 uh, when God gives you a gift, that gift God don't often take back. So Satan says, let me get them caught up with frustration, with anger, with animosity, with bitterness, because there are some people, they don't feel as bad as you do about the thing they do to you. So for me and for you, when people do you bad and you really love them, it shuts you down. It can take your whole day. It can, listen to me, it can take your whole month because you're trying to figure out why. And while you're trying to figure out why they're doing what they're doing, you ain't able to fulfill what you should be doing because you're too busy thinking about why they're treating you so bad. And the devil used them to do that. Because now you're spending hours and hours that you could be studying your Bible and doing something for God, trying to figure out why my mama act like that. Why this child act like that? Why my brother act like that? And all day long. And so the devil said, I couldn't kill them, but hey, they're just as good as dead because they ain't doing what God wanted them to do anyway. So Saul said, I cannot kill him. And I'm asking you, who keep dragging you in the pit? 
your mother, your family, your friends, all they got to do is act funny and stop speaking and do certain things. And sometimes they do things intentionally. But you got to get over it. So they won't emotionally pull you back in that same state. I wish somebody was here with me tonight. What the devil can't destroy, he'll try to control. Because if he can't destroy it and he can control it, he still got the same effect. But somebody ought to get out of underneath the emotional control that people have had in your life so that you can do what God's got you to do. Listen what he says. Read. For he said, yes. I will smite David. I'm going to kill him. Even to the wall with it. Uh-huh. And David avoided out of his presence he, twice. God blessed David to get out of it. Uh-huh. And Saul was afraid of David. Hallelujah. Reach over and tell somebody they didn't kill me. And when I'm, when I'm talking about killing, some of y'all think uh, uh, of the physical. And even the thing that some of you all have fell in in your spiritual life, look at somebody and say, thank God it didn't kill me. Amen. I have been wounded, but it didn't kill me. Because I'm still here today fighting. I'm still alive. I, I, may, I may have some heaviness on me, but I'm here. And I'm here for restoration. I'm here for revival. I'm here for renewing. Somebody say hallelujah. I wish somebody would give God a praise and say thank you. Come on, give God a praise and say thank you. Give God a praise and say thank you. Come on, everybody in the building, praise him. Do you not know that relationship was supposed to kill you? Do you not know what your parents did to you was supposed to kill you? I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually and mentally. Do you not know even those sins and battles that you struggle with that you're trying to get over? You were supposed to just say, look, I can't live saved. I can't make it out. I keep messing up. Let's give up. But it didn't kill you. You're here tonight in this revival asking God, give me the strength to live holy. Give me the strength to make it. Woo, hallelujah. I wish somebody could give God praise and say hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand, tell them I'm struggling, but I ain't dead. I may be bleeding, but I ain't dead. I might have fallen and gotten back up, but I ain't dead. My God, and tell somebody, I'm going to get some life in this revival. I'm coming out of this pit. I don't care how many times I hold oh, glory to God. I slipped down. I don't care how many times I fell down. I don't care how many times they put me back in that depression. This year, I'm coming out of it. I'm climbing out of this pit. Hallelujah. 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 Saul tried over and over again to kill David. And let me tell y'all something. A lot of this stuff that y'all see, family members and people are close to you, sometimes mothers, sometimes children, sometimes siblings. They do stuff and treat other people real good and treat you bad. Let you know what they're doing for your other sisters and brothers to treat you that bad. All of these are things that kill you. All these things are to kill you, to make you feel so bad. You come right around in the church and hug somebody that, 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 that and, and know they don't have no relationship with you. They're using themselves as pawns and ways to make you jealous. 
Y'all ain't saying nothing here. I wish y'all were here. And there are times that you fall into that. But this year you get up out of it. And said, I, I love who you love. My God, you're going you to do something for somebody else. Baby, won't do nothing for mine. That's all right. I'll help you buy them some clothes. I'm going to get over what I'm, I'm going to overcome it. You ain't got strength enough until you can see what people are doing and don't let it kill you. Hallelujah. Whether it's a parent, whether it's a mother, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a child, you ain't got, you, you, you don't have it until you won't fall into that trap emotionally. Once you get over that, the devil gets mad. Once you don't let what people do because it's all about control. It's all about control. Why you didn't call me on my birthday? You didn't call me on mine. This is a control issue. Why do you didn't answer my phone when I called you? But I've called you a dozen times. But to bring you into that battle, and then it hurts so bad when these people go and lie to other saints and say, she do me so bad, they do their mama so bad, they do me, and they tell other saints, and then other saints coming to you to chastise you about something they should have kept their nose out of. Church folks, stay out of other people's family business. Because saints will come tell you what their child has done or what their mother has done and you don't have the full story and you start taking sides. Stay out of these people's business. Some of them been fighting hell raisers since they, since they came out the, the boat from Africa and you be done got in that mess and be in the middle of Stay out of people's business. You got these professional fighters, feuders. You jump into it. Husbands and wives, if that side of the family having a ball, stay out of it. I don't want to get that with you and your mama. You and your mama and y'all cousin, y'all do that. Y'all people been fighting all y'all life. Y'all ain't dragging me in that. Y'all handle it. Don't call me and say what I think. I think y'all need to take care of yourself. Don't bring me in that. That's the best thing for a husband to do. Don't let no mother-in-law call you and bring you in it. No sisters, no brother, you tell them. That's y'all mess. I, I, I ain't married into that. I married her and not all y'all mess. Y'all take care of y'all mess and attitude and take that self somewhere else. Don't bring me in it. Well, y'all ain't saying nothing tonight. I'm trying to get you out of this pit. You stop trying to be uh, 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 Dr. Phil. I got any witnesses here? I wish I had some witnesses here. Lift your hands up and say hallelujah. Lift them up and say hallelujah. You find yourself tangled up. Said he brought me out of a Horrible pit. Saul said, kill him. 
Get in. Read, uh-huh. And Saul was afraid of David. Saul was afraid of David. Because the Lord was with him. Because the Lord was with him. And was departed from Saul. And was departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from him. Uh-huh. And made him his captain let, over let, a thousand. He now listen. There are people who are dealing with demonic spirits. And when you got somebody that's dealing with a demonic spirit, they don't know how to deal with you. Because they like you and the demon don't. So that's sometimes this stuff that y'all got with people who speak and don't speak, act nice and don't act nice. They, they'll speak to you today and then won't speak to you and then buy you a cake and buy you a gift and you don't know, you're trying to figure out what's going on. That be them demons playing tricks. They be checking in and out. Them demons check in and out like they're going to the hotel. Checked in this Sunday and spoke to you, and next Sunday he checked out, and they're cussing you out. And after they cuss you out Sunday, they buy you a gift Monday. Now Saul just got through trying to kill David. Y'all follow me? Go back and read that verse again. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, and he was, and was departed from Saul. Therefore, Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand. Listen, Saul separated from him and then gave him a promotion. <laughs> separated from him and then gave him a promotion. Why? Because sometimes people that are possessed, the demon making them do things, and when they come back to themselves, they see how bad the devil done made them act. Then they got to come back and say, I, I probably shouldn't have done that. But it was the devil made them do it. So they, they, they're battling between the demon and themselves. And if you get between that argument, you're going to be half crazy. Mama tell you she don't want to have nothing to do with you and then call you, can you bring the children over? What kind of demon is that? Mama tell you, forget all y'all. Then you look in the mailbox. Here come a gift from mama. What's going on? The demon done cut up and the human looking at the demon that done cut up and say, you know, I was, that was wrong what I did to her. That was wrong what I did to him. I ain't have no business treating them like that. So they switching in and out. Give me a few minutes here now. And while them demons switching you in and out, they got your mind going all kind of way because you're trying to figure out, well, she loves me, she loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. You better stop playing with them demons and get overcome of it until they get delivered or you're going to be on a, a roller coaster up and down. You let them and those demons figure that out and when they figure out that get delivered, then you can have a, a, a solid relationship. But you can't have no relationship with a person that is your mama today and the demon next week, your husband today and the demon next week. You'll be all over the place. You gotta trust in God and trust Him. The day you're dealing with grandma, tomorrow you're dealing with the demon. One day you're dealing with auntie, the next day you're dealing with a spirit. Man, you about to stop that. You got your mind all kind of, you trying to go crazy. You can't figure out no demon. 
You can't figure out no spirit. You about to go crazy. The man just got through trying to stab David. Then talking about, come on in. You got a promotion. And guess what? Now you start developing emotional problems because now you got relationship with two people. One human and one a spirit. Now you have to develop two personalities to deal with one person. And if you ain't careful, you're going to find yourself demon-possessed. Because now you got to create two different people to deal with that one person. The good mama and the bad mama. The good daughter and the bad daughter. The good saint and the bad saint. And then what you end up having, y'all start having problems, and she bring out that good mama, of that bad mama, you bring out that bad daughter. She cussing your bad daughter. I done, created, I done created one for you. You cuss. Come on, bad daughter. Cuss her back out. And some of y'all creating it too. She being made. He being made. We're talking heaven now. And I ain't through yet either. Read somewhat he says. Read. And he went, out, he and went out and came in before the people. And came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely uh-huh. in all his this ways. Is the only way you can deal with that spirit, behave wisely. Don't get into their aura. Behave wisely. Boy, the worst thing you can do is behave like somebody with some sense. Then that demon go to jugging at you. Stop acting up with them. Watch it find something that you get. They can't get it with you next thing. I've seen that child one covered up. They don't cover the child up. Look like they got raggedy shoes too. What y'all been doing with your money? You cover that up. You look sad. Your husband treating you all right? Look like he wasn't dressed right either. What kind of clothes he got? They got to find. They got find something to pick at. You getting big? Because <laughs> I'm happy. This happy way. You look so big. <laughs> Thank you. What's wrong with your hair? Come on now, I'm 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 I'm, I'm on this jugging, jugging. It ain't nothing like when God make you numb to it. My God, tell somebody I'm coming out of this pit. Look, matter of fact, can somebody just give God a praise and, and say thank you and say hallelujah, I'm coming out. Woo. Shabaha. Somebody ought to praise God. I'm coming out of this pit. Some of y'all here tonight, you depressed because your mama, depressed because your sister, depressed because your brother, depressed because of a job, depressed because of that thing that you're battling with. But I dare you to praise God and give God the glory. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. Read what he says. Uh Uh-huh. 
And the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely. When Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely. He was afraid of him. He was afraid of it. But all Israel and Judah loved David. All Israel and Judah loved David. Because. Because he went out and came in before them. Because he went out and came in before them. And Saul said to David, uh -huh. Behold, my elder daughter. Now listen, he hated him, but he said, Behold, I, I'm going to give you my daughter. Now how you don't like me, but you want me to marry your daughter. Behold, my elder daughter. Mirab, uh -huh. her will I give thee to wife. I'm going to give her to wife. Only be thou valiant for me. All right, uh-huh. And fight the Lord's battles. Yes. For Saul said, let not my hand be upon him. So Saul said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill him. But I'm going to kill him through a relationship. My cute older daughter like him, and I want him to like her. So I'm going to promise to give him to her. I'm going to give her to her. I'm going to use my children. I'm going to use this relationship. Since I the enemy done, he used relationships. As he got Samson, relationship. The Philistines were behind it. Delilah never loved Samson. The Philistines were behind it. And if the devil can use, Phil uh, the Phil uh, use Delilah through the Philistines to him to you, he can use your mama, your cousin, your aunt through a spirit to be your snare. So he said, I'll get him. She like him. He like her. Read. But let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. I won't set him up so the Philistines can kill him. And, and David said unto Saul, Yes. Who am I? Who am I? And what is my life? What is my life? Or my father's family in Israel? Yes. That I should be the son-in-law to the king. He, he don't know the man trying to get him. He's trying to use a relationship to hinder him. Read. But it came to pass yes. at the time when Merab, now, uh -huh. Saul's daughter, should have been given to David. But at the time the wedding, I knew that when a man marry a woman, what they usually do is the man would have to give a diary. A, a, a diary. He had to go get, buy, give him a goat, some monkeys, and you know a whole bunch of stuff based upon what she was valued at. So Saul set the price. Read. That she was given to Adriel, uh -huh. the Meholiathite, yes. to wife. Yes. And Michelle, Saul's daughter, loved David. All right. So he gave his wife away, the woman that he wanted to marry. Uh-huh. Read. And they told Saul. Yes. And the thing pleased him. Uh-huh. And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him. I'm going to give her to him, that she can be a snare. Some of y'all done got married to some snares. Wow. They're snares. And don't always have to be married. It'd be other relationships that are snares. That they keep you at a certain place. You got to know how to be in a relationship but out the snare. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally. So he said, I'm going to use that as a snare, read. And that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Uh -huh. Wherefore Saul said to David, Yes. Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law. You're going to be my son-in-law. The one of the twain. Uh-huh. And Saul commanded his servant, saying, Yes. Commune with David secretly. Yes. And say, Behold, the king have delight in thee. Yes. And all his servants love thee. Yes. Now therefore be the king's son-in-law. Yes. And Saul's servant spake those words in the ears of David. 
And David now, said, now Saul is setting them up to act like they're friends with David, but they're really trying to get David killed too. They're working for Saul. Read, uh-huh. And David said, Seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, uh-huh. seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed. Uh-huh. And the servants of Saul told him, saying, Oh, this manner spake David. And Saul said, Thus shall thou say to David, The king desireth not any dowry, but a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. He said, what the king wants you to do is go get a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. So now he know that's going to set him up. He's trying to kill David. Say, said, all right, you want to marry my daughter? Go get me a hundred foreskins. I want you to go circumcise a hundred Philistines. And he know David was crazy enough to go do it. So we're going to get him killed. And this man got to go and cut this foreskin of a hundred men's private part to bring back to the king to marry his daughter. Read, uh uh-huh. To be avenged of the king's enemies. Yes. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. He thought he was going to kill him. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David. David said, okay, no problem. I'll go get him right now. Where they using the bathroom at? I'll be there. (laughs) Read, uh uh-huh. Well, to be the king's son-in-law. Uh-huh. And the days were not expired. Yes. Wherefore, David arose and went. Yes. He and his men and slew the Philistines, uh-huh. 200 men. He said, I tell you what, not only am I going to give you 100 of them, I'm going to bring 200 of them back. When God with you, I don't care how they try to trap you, how they try to come, God will give you a devil. There's some folks, some people are trying to tap, trap, and tie down and, and keep you and set goals that you can't reach. But God said, when I'm with you, my God, I'll bring you out of the snare and I'll let them know that I'm with you. This is your year to come out. This is your year to prove to the enemy that God is with you. This is your year to come from under the bondage of those that have kept you in the pit. You've got to climb out of this pit in your flesh, in your mind, in your spirit, in your family. Tell somebody, I'm coming out of this pit. Hallelujah. Read what it says. Uh huh. And David brought their foreskins yes. and gave them in full tale to the king yes. that he might be the king's son-in-law. Uh-huh. And Saul gave him Michelle, his daughter, to I wife. I tell you what, saints of God, I want you to hear me tonight. Amen. There's some of you this year, God is getting ready to bring you out of a pit and you're going to be able to take those foreskins and set them right on the counter of those that tried to trap you and say, here you are. Hey man, here go your foreskin. This is what you said. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. I need some saints of God that will pray Praise the Lord today. I say, God is going to bring me out. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was one defense when you were in a pit. There was one defense when you were in the Maori clay. Nobody wanted to get down there with you because once they got in, they couldn't, got, get, get, couldn't have got out either. But David said, I cried unto the Lord. And if you find yourself in a place that you can't get out, you find yourself in an emotional place that you can't get out, there is nothing in that pit that can bring you out of it. There is no, you can't jump high enough to come out of it. You can't 
decline to come out of it. You've got to call upon the Lord. And if you find yourself in something that you haven't been able to wiggle out of, whether it's pornography, whether it is family depression, you've got to come tonight and tell the Lord it's deeper than I thought. I can't get out of it. I've tried. I keep slipping back in depression. I keep slipping back into heaviness. I keep slipping back into this habit. I keep sleeping back into this sin. I'm crying to you. Pull me out of this pit. Bring me out. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Can somebody give God a praise and say hallelujah. Reach over and tell somebody God's got to get you out of this one. My God, tell them the pastor can't pray you out of it. The saints can't pray you out of it. You've got to cry unto God. There are some things that you're in. You can't pray out of them. Listen, you can't pray out of them. We've learned how to pray, but prayer don't get you out of everything. Sometimes you got to cry. David said, I cried unto the Lord. Amen. Sometimes prayer takes a little while. Prayer takes a little minute, but if you cry, he'll come in a hurry. If you cry, he'll pull you out. I done went from praying mode to crying mode. Lord have mercy. I heard David say, this poor man cried. This poor man cried. Look at your neighbor and say, when your prayer ain't working, you need to know how to cry. I need some desperation. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Amen. There's different different modes of emergency. Let me tell you something. On your phone, hallelujah, you can get in touch with the sheriff department. You can get in touch with the police department. Hallelujah. There is a 298-6200. Amen. That is the non-emergency number. 298-6200. But there's a 911. That's the emergency number. And if you call, pray the Lord to the sheriff department and call 292-298-6200. It will tell you you have reached the Polk County Sheriff Department. If this is an emergency, hang up and call 911. When you pray, that's not the emergency line. When you pray, the Lord says you have reached the prayer. But if it's an emergency, you need to hang up and cry. You need to cry. I prayed and I prayed and don't look like nothing's happening. I'm getting ready to call the emergency line. I cried unto the Lord. Somebody tonight need to get on your knees and call the emergency number. Tell somebody this is this is an emergency. Hallelujah. In 2023, I got some conditions that I'm in that I've been trying to get out. And I've come to the conclusion that I have an emergency. I've come to the conclusion that I need some help tonight. I've come to the conclusion that there's a thief in my house that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When somebody break in your house, you don't call 298-6200. If a thief is in your house, you want to call 911. And if there's a devil that's trying to kill and steal, 
kill and destroy. I need some 911 saints that will come to this altar and say, Lord, this is a 911 situation. I need some help coming out of this depression. I need some help coming out of this sin. I need some help coming out of this medical condition. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Grab hold of somebody's hand and say, Neighbor, this is a 911 situation. I got to get out of it. I got to get out of it. I got to come out of this pit. I refuse to spend another day in 2023 with my head in the mud. I refuse to spend another day depressed and heavy. Somebody say hallelujah. Any 911 saints. I'm not talking about the praying saints, but some 911 saints that's ready to cry out unto the Lord. Get out of your seat. Make your way to the altar. And let's cry for deliverance. Let's cry for a spiritual breakthrough. Let's cry for deliverance of the mind. Let's cry. Oh, Come up with me tonight. As we get ready to pray, come up closer. As we get ready to pray, grab somebody by the hand, look at them eyes, and I'm coming out of this pit. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, I'm a shandala hoa. Ah, ya tama baba shanda. I feel true deliverance. Oh, shaba baba. Oh, tama baba baya dandala baba. I'm crying to you. I'm crying to you. I cried to the Lord. I cried to the Lord. Uh, I cried. Cried to the Lord. I cried. I refuse to slide back down in the depression. I refuse to slide back down in the heaven. I refuse to slide back down in the past. I cried to the Lord. Somebody's coming out of the pit here. I cried to the Lord. Can't nobody help you out of this but the Lord. Can't nobody help you out of this but the Lord. You let the Lord know I want out of it. 
I don't want to stay in this pit of depression. This pit of heaviness. Oh, your deliverance is here. Oh, my Shanda Mahata. I'm going to cry until you come to my rescue. Lift your hands up and let's just cry out. Ah, lift them up, cry out. Come on, let a cry be heard. Here am I, Lord. Come on, let a cry be made. Here am I, Lord. Come on, cry out. Open your mouth and cry out. In a need of desperation. God, help me out of this habit. Help me out of this condition. I'm crying, Lord. It's more than I can handle. It's more than I can handle. It's more than I can handle. It's too much for me. It's too much for me. deliverance is here. Come on. Oh. Oh. Come on, you got to cry. is come on tonight Jesus I need out of this habit out of this addiction out of this weight out of this pit I'm crying Lord Jesus this pit that my family dug for me come on here come on here here. Hey, Shanta. Come on, saints. There's a breakthrough here tonight. There's a breakthrough here tonight. There's a breakthrough here tonight. Come on, there's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. As you're praising God, as you're praising God, every trick, every trap, I'm coming out of it. I'm climbing out. I'm climbing out. I'm climbing out.
them, everybody. Everybody. Everybody.
Somebody give him praises all over the building. Somebody ought to give him praises. Come on, somebody. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to just give God praises. Grab a hold of somebody and tell them I'm coming out of this pit. Oh, bye bye bye, Shandaha. Grab them by the hand and tell them I'm coming out of this pit. Tell them I'm coming out. Slip down. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I feel, I feel the emotional and mental strain. That the devil has tied Sabah Oshana. Oh, Shabaha. My God, somebody, somebody got to praise that Demoa. Somebody got to praise. Oh, Shabaha. Lekatabahai. Somebody got to praise. You ought to give it to him there. Thank you. Oh, Bahaya. Oh, Bakanada de Niosa de Niyanda. Shalalohoba. My, 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 my. Saints, can you feel it? Praise it. Can you feel it? Praise it. If you can feel it, praise it. While you're standing, don't forget about, amen, don't forget about, amen, tomorrow.